What's up guys, we back for another episode of Into the Muse and today I got my friend Lizzie in here with me. How are you Lizzie? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, are you nervous? Just a little bit, just a little bit. I, I, I don't like being in front of the camera. <laughs> so, um, how's your weekend? How's my weekend was really laid back, like I just chilled, you know, got some work done, some studying done. I just want to finish all my work before exams. I actually want to write exams like now. <laughs> I can't wait till I finish school actually. So what are your plans for next year? Oh, my plans for next year are actually very, they're all over the place, but I think I have a sense of structure as to what I'm going to do. Well, before I started studying film, um, I was doing business management and um, I dropped out because I was truly unhappy with what I was doing. And then, I have a couple of modules left, so seeing that I really studied what I loved, I'm gonna go back and finish those modules. And I I'm, I applied for a couple of internships, like as of recently, and I'm hoping one of them works out, and then I will work there and probably get a permanent job. Yeah, and I'm also trying to open a business, a restaurant, restaurant slash bar club thing, but that can only happen once. Lockdown ends. Yeah, and, and Corona is less. That'll probably be like two years from now. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's probably gonna be two years from now. So I don't want to start off a new business with a bad economy structure already, and then having it fail. Mm. So, but now I'm just going to just yeah finish my schoolwork, my other side, my first my first qualification, and then now then get a job with what I and what I like to do. I assume. And script writing, right? Yeah, I love to write. So it's just a matter of, I'm not sure if I am a good writer. But you used to write stories before or just Yeah, I used, to, I, used to like, I used to write short stories. Um, most of the things I write about is the things that I, I've been through or things other people have been through or mix of both, you know? Uh, so I've never written... Well, I write... I. Like, I have ideas about stuff I want to write, but, like, my stuff is very ominous and dark and sad, so there's never, like, a happy happy ending in yeah. things I write. So I think maybe that's why I'm so self-conscious about my writing, because I don't think everybody thinks that life is as dark as it should be. But I think you'd find your niche market, like, there's a lot of people, like, probably around your age, who feel the same way, like... Life is Actually, trash, there so, is, yeah, yeah. there is. Like, I feel like it's also being. I don't know if I just did for realism or or experience, but uh, realistically speaking, we all go through some shit, right? Everyone does. And I feel like some some shit that we all go through is is it's similar, but experiences are just not the same, or maybe let's just say the pain differs. So, I feel as though like a lot of people, everyone in fact has like negative stuff happening to them, but because of this day and age where we're on social media all the time, we don't see it, we only see people living the life. Yeah. yeah, I think that's also another thing that we learned as people how to do is we've, showed, we've learned to show people what we want them to see. So we've showed them the glitz, the glamour, the happy, not the sad not the empty, not the brokenness. Because I feel like not a lot of people like showing themselves like that, you know? Because Not a lot of people like to be seen in a vulnerable position. Exactly. But the thing is, once you allow yourself to do that, nothing else makes you vulnerable. Like Yeah, like once you allow yourself to be vulnerable, what people say and other people and other vulnerabilities around you won't, won't matter. Because Have you watched Game of Thrones? No, I've not. Okay, wait. In the first season, mm -hmm. um, Peter Dinklage, um, Tyrion Lannister, the midget, mm -hmm. he says, uh, wear your faults as armor. So he's a midget. Everyone knows that people are going to make fun of them Big, no matter what. But he's the smartest one of all of them. Mm. Like, he might be a midget, but, but I'm smart. Yeah, he's going to be the one who survives the Game of Thrones. Yeah. But it also, like, um, it's also, I think, what we're taught, you know? Some families don't, and some backgrounds don't teach you the elements of vulnerability and how okay it is to be vulnerable. You're taught a sense of strength, like your bra, 
nobody should see you break you should never look like your problems you should never cry in public you should never do this and this and that you should never open up yourself to this you shouldn't trust you shouldn't do whatever so because of that when you're taught as a child you learn things very quickly and you you observe fast and you inherit such habits so you will inherit that particular habit that it will ruin you as you're in your adult life so now that you're in your 20s and life is pretty more fucked up than you were in your teens and in your pre-teens it's like who do you turn to what do you say you know it you can't keep showing people the good side of life because life is not just good life is like a roller coaster It, it keeps it spins and then some days things clear on your side some things are not on your side so i think we just also need to be okay as people to know that it's okay to not be okay and just what? It's so funny because like people like putting out that their their life is all happy, go lucky, and things, and then the things that they end up watching on social media. Like I saw the other day, I want to watch this documentary, The Social Dilemma. Mm-hmm. It's about like why do you watch what you watch on YouTube and things. So apparently, um, there's like there's these bots, and I'm sure you know about them. Yeah. So like the bots, um, say you're a 13 year old girl mm-hmm. watching diet videos mm-hmm. now they're going to show you what's whatever's going to like give you the most keep you going and watching this thing for the longest time possible yeah. so they're going to show you anorexic videos mm-hmm. so you're going to be hooked on that stuff and that just leads to more negative things so social media like tries to show you like the negative aspects of humanity and the weird thing is like we try to ignore that and just show all the glamour like I got Jordans uh, I got these gold chains I got a Rolex watch yeah that's that's a bit tricky though because it's also it goes back to social media also most people only do that because of the pressures of social media nobody I don't think a lot of people you see, it also goes back to the term lifestyle. Mm. Social media has made everything seem so you need to have this and this at this time. You need to be at this point in your life. You know what I mean? Like it has, it's like it's making everybody do the most dizziest things ever that so many, the negative parts of it are ignored. Because everyone's looking like, okay, gosh, Nick has the latest Jordans. You get to go home, you tell your parents, oh, I need to get these shoes, whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't, it's like, social media also, it's going to be irrelevant in the next few years, you know. What, social media? Yeah. I, I don't I, think I, so. You don't think so? I think we just, it's just, there's going to be something that's the next step of social media, but. You think so? Especially Instagram, oh my God. Yeah, like, it's here to stay. And it's, but also, it has a positive and it has a negative. The positive side is that social media can get you most of the things that you want. Like? In terms of a profession, right? Let's say you are a musician. And as you're a musician, obviously you have your other musicians on social media and whatever. So you could push to send out your mixtapes and your EPs and whatever, and it could get you one foot in. Yeah. If you're a photographer, you can take a couple of pictures of specific people and know that they're the big platforms, and then they'll tag you, and then you'll get more jobs. I think during lockdown, that actually like helped a lot. Yeah. Like people were able to start new businesses. Yeah. On uh, just promoting on Insta and things. Yeah. During lockdown, social media and digital platforms showed more like more it was more impactful because now people couldn't do things the way they used to do you know like face-to-face gigs face-to-face teaching so digital platform was was very technology and was very very well used so if you are a dj you did things like virtual djs you know like on your youtube on your facebook on your lives i don't think that could work though like the it whole virtual concert thing, like, 
you're not going to make any money from it. You're not going to make gonna pay to yeah. watch it on YouTube. They're going to yeah. pay watch, they're like watch your music for free on YouTube. Anyway. Oh, you have it. Yeah, you have it. Because YouTube has one month, one month free trial. So... I've never done that YouTube, the paying thing for YouTube. Nobody has. <laughs> Whoever does that has money to deal with. Yeah. Because, but it doesn't work because you, you're not going to get, like you said, any profits from it. All you get is likes and subscribes on your channels mm-hmm. and more followers. And followers and likes and subscribes don't make money. That's not, yeah. that's nothing. You, at that point, I But it, in a way, it's become like a currency for its own, for like teenagers, like 13 year olds. Yeah. And like, with Takashi, like he's the best example. Like, but now he's like, he's like fallen off the spectrum. Like, yeah. it took him so long to get there, and then and just by doing like trash, the it, small thing. and then lockdown came, but he's <laughs> game up, and now like he's he trying to, to get re-brand. that momentum. Yeah. yeah, it was to rebrand. I think a lot of people are trying to rebrand at the moment because lockdown came and changed everyone's plans. Yeah. So now. Not that the world's open, but now that the world is getting there, everyone is finding new ways to work around the system, rebrand where they can. Yeah, like the world is changing and it's up to us to change with it. Yeah. Like, uh, do you know Vince McMahon? Yes. Uh, yeah, like he might seem crazy and things, but he's probably one of the most brilliant businessmen. Like, and a good listener too. Yeah, <laughs> and he's very buff on old man. Yes, very buff and very arrogant at that. <laughs> but you know what he did? Like, so I think it was like long ago. It was like the seventies, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So he's fought, like at that time, wrestling was split up between different districts. Yeah. So um, there's different federations controlling different parts in America. Mm-hmm. So um. I think his father retired and then he gave him all he gave him the business so what he did was he went and bought up every other company and people and he like broke the rules because the wrestling federation and things were like the mafia at that time mm. they would like kill you for oh like random ass shit and Jesus. things okay. and like kayfabe like people thought it was real that in those days yeah so if you revealed anything you are gonna probably get beat up. Your community will like turn against you. So, <laughs> so like they hated him. Mm. But he, he broke the rules. Yeah, and then he went and bought off the companies one by one, and then he formed WWF. Damn. And then that's the rest is history. The whole SmackDown, WWE, the Roar. Yeah. Sorry, I used to watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> NXT. Okay. Damn, yeah. I didn't even know he did that. He's a brilliant businessman. Like, well, I can see the way he runs wrestling, but, yeah. but he's also an asshole. Yeah, and he's crazy. As hell. <laughs> and like you said, he's too buff for someone his age. He's probably giving, like, there's investigation on him, like, giving wrestling steroids. He's probably taking the same steroids. Probably, yeah. But there's also, they're, doing, they're shooting a documentary about him, I think. Really? I think I saw, yeah, I saw someone on Instagram that they're going to shoot a documentary about him. I'm intrigued to actually see like what kind of person he is away from the wrestling and the steroids and the fighting i don't know if you've watched wrestling recently Mm -hmm. but they're going to like a more realistic like because they have those reality shows and things yeah most of them yeah everyone like their characters in the reality shows are totally different yeah way different yeah and like everyone can see this way different i see because like from like total total divas that had divas those people are so different. They wholesome girls. Like they're not so angry <laughs> with each other. They actually like each other. Yeah. You know, they want families and husbands. And they children. even did a thing on Undertaker recently, like exactly. oh, his family and they, what's, like, what's her name? Um, Michelle McCool. Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah. Nobody knew that Ronda Rousey had three boys and is married and she's like a farm girl. Well, she looks like a farm girl. <laughs> That's what she was gay. Could be a gay fun though. Could be, but that'd be really weird. No, no, I don't think it is. But you see, I didn't know any of those things until I watched. But we've all known somehow that wrestling is not really 100% of the yeah. show. I think I always knew that. Like, things when we were young were intrigued, like, oh my gosh, you know? But the pain is real. Yeah, the pain is real, definitely. You can see the, with the bleeding nose and they break their yeah. arms, their necks, they. They spines. There's this guy, Mankind, 
um, Mick Foley. I oh yeah. Yeah. Like there was a fight with him and Undertaker. Undertaker mm-hmm. threw him off. It was like the first Hell in the Cell oh ever. Oh my god! And he's one that always had like stairs yeah. and chains. He put like they threw him down this the cell. He hit his back there. They thought he's dead. Damn. He got up, climbed back up. Undertaker threw him down again. Jesus. It's also like with Randy Orton, the, the RKO. Yeah. Oh my god. And the spears. No, guys, no. That's... Oh, Edge. No, like, Edge came back, but mm-hmm. like, it was just sad. Because he was like so slow. He's and, old. And like, Randy Orton yeah. trying to like, like support him like, do the fight. But like, he's, old. <laughs> he's like so slow. He has been injured a couple of times. He left to go act. Now, why did he go back? I think they have like an addiction. Like, they can't, like, one of the things they explored in the Undertaker documentary mm-hmm. series, like, he doesn't know when the right time it is for him to retire. Like, yeah, because he's been retiring every fight. Yeah, because, like, nothing's fight. good enough. It's like, because, like, man, that's like your career. You've been doing this for, like, 20 years, probably 30. I don't know, he's old. He's man. very, he's, like, probably 50-something. Like, yeah. He's very old. Like, so, and every, I'm, I'm sure you get a thrill out of it. Like, yeah. That's why, like, who would be crazy enough to, like, throw themselves off? cages and things for 20 years yeah and i think it's okay to go yeah. back i think it's also you know when you it's familiarity you know when you're so familiar with something it becomes such a big part of your life that it's really hard to let it go when you it's like it's what you used to like yeah. you said you've been doing something for such a long time it's really hard to let it go so no matter how old you get it will be it's like home it's like how people try to be the best at something yeah like now that's all they've been doing like mm. It's what they're the best at. Exactly. Now, you're not going to be the best at doing anything else. Exactly. It's like... Because it feels like you have to start all over again. Yeah. I mean, look, most of them... Look at the big show. The big show, he he was big and he was he was wrestling. And then he went from... Oh, my phone's dying. Shit. No, the bed. Not my phone's dying, actually. Space. Oh, okay. I think we can just keep rolling oh. over here. Okay. <laughs> Look at the big show. The big show went from wrestling to acting. He even has like a, a Netflix. He has a show, a TV show. Yeah, the yeah, big show show. The big show show. And it's like a part of, it's, it's a nice production. So sometimes you can leave what you do. It's just maybe it's a matter of how you go about it. I yeah. mean, Booker T. Not Booker T. It's Booker T. Yeah, Booker T. He was a wrestler and then he decided to be a commentator for wrestling. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I, like, I loved what I used to do. Let me just try to move away from that and still be in the same environment but better myself yeah. somewhere else. So I think as people were also very scared to try new things. Yeah, that's true. We're very scared to try new things to start over because it's like starting over. I mean, He's known wrestling for however long he's known it, you know? Yeah. He's had Helen Salts, he's had all of these things. Now it's time for him to try something else and he can't. Yeah. Because he's afraid if he, if whether he'll be good at it or not. Yeah. And I think, like, he's also old now. He's old, exactly. Like, he's very, very old. Like, at, at your age, you are breaking your bones, you are tiring your body. Your body, really, already your body... Your body is like it's a temple, you know. You have to listen to it. It's if it says it's time, it's time. Like quit. A lot of wrestlers have like, you see, uh, they have like, they develop develop addictions and things because yeah. of the pain. Yeah. And that just leads to other things. Yeah, like obviously because like drugs, painkillers, most of them. Yeah, lots of them on painkillers. A lot of them because obviously it hurts. When, yeah, and it's easy to get addicted. Yeah. To if someone had to throw us or hit us with a chair, exactly. we'd be knocked out. Exactly, <laughs> like we'll probably, for the Concussion. next for the next two months, two years. <laughs> but but them, they they get back up again. That's they have to be on steroids. Like you can't even judge them for being on steroids because of that. Literally, I don't know how many times I've been seeing people getting hit with chairs. But the, and in the old days it was worse. At least yeah. now they like hit their hands and yeah. the old days they hit them on their heads. Jesus, man! Oh, oh my God! <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to. Even the women. Yeah. Even the women, like they fight hardcore, like guys. Yeah, they're much better than we all and of them. You, <laughs> then you just be like, you probably beat your husband, don't you? <laughs> you beat your husband, I'm sure. It's 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 difficult, man. But like wrestling was also. It's a very nice production, though. Like. 
entertainment wise yes yeah yeah you can watch it even when you're like 50 years old like and not get bored of it mm. it's very nice it's, i've watched it since i was a kid even now i could just casually watch it and also it doesn't discriminate you, you don't have to be 12 to watch wrestling or 13 <laughs> you can watch it even when you're 35 yeah. or 50 you know those, it's not cartoons you know cartoons people judge you when you like to watch anime mm. at your big age like oh my gosh watch <laughs> cartoons at your big age yeah it's not like that so also john cena look at john cena yeah he left wrestling God knows what he does now. He's acting in the new Suicide Squad movie. Oh, damn, okay. Like, also so in The Fast and the Furious. Is he in Fast and Furious? Yeah. It's he, basically becoming wrestling. It is. Because it's the first part with The Rock. Yeah, I'm so tired of the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. And, and apparently the, the this one, this, this I think it's Fast and Furious 9. 10. 9? 9, 10, whatever. Because no, 9 was Sean Hobbs without everybody oh, else. So it wasn't technically 9. Yeah. Yeah. It was his first short hops. Yeah, I never even watched that one. It's boring. It was not. Oh my gosh. Honestly, it didn't didn't feel the same. Because we all know Fast and Furious as Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Mm. you know, Ludacris, the whole squad. You know what I'm saying? After Paul left and passed away, it got got really... Did you know Vin Diesel actually thought he was going to win an Oscar? Or or the movie was going to win an Oscar? No. No, 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 no. He he's a good actor. We can't even take that away from him. Okay, he's all right actor. Have you seen him in other movies besides? Nah, but apparently he was in the movie where he's like acted as a lawyer. He had hair and everything. Apparently he was good in that movie. Oh, you must watch it. Um, Find Me Guilty. I know. Okay. It's it's great. Yo, it's about you know Latins and the yeah. yes Mexicans. Because he's not white. He's they say he's black. I don't know, in America, everyone is not white, it's black, so I don't know what he is. Okay. He, he, they say he's black. Isn't he like Dominican or something? Maybe. Yeah, he's Maybe there, yeah. like with the Latins, Mexicans, Dominicans, Spanish people, all those people. Yeah, so in this movie, Find Me Guilty, he is like a, like in a mafia, you know, with like the families of, let's say, whatever, right? And they all specialize in different crimes. So, drugs, prostitution, guns, whatever. So, he, he's, he's, his cousin shoots him in the middle of the, while he's sleeping. Then he passes away. He doesn't pass away, yes, he goes to, the, goes to the doctor. And then they get arrested. He gets arrested. All these top mafia heads of each family gets arrested. But everybody else gets out, except for him. And then it becomes like a whole oh dude that case I don't know how long it lasted but he's very good here he fires his lawyer and represents himself gets everybody else acquitted of the charges besides him though very stupid everybody else goes home to he's famous except for him now I don't have to watch the movie <laughs> yeah but no no I can see for his performance yeah, so, there's, yeah. there's loopholes though so just watch okay. it okay but he was really good I, and I liked him on I think Blood Shower. Bloodshot. Bloodshot. The new movie. Yeah, the new movie. Uh, Yeah, it's a superhero movie. Yeah, Yeah. he was dope there. And then on Triple X, he was also nice. Yeah. But he's not like, he's not Oscar winning. Yeah, he's not Oscar winning. No, he's pushing it. He's not. Thing is also, it's not that he's versatile, you know? He's just a buff guy. He's just a buff guy. He's like The Rock. I don't even know how The Rock got the gig in Jumanji, please. The Rock, yeah. The Rock is just too much. He's too much. I like him, but. He's just too much. Not He's in, everywhere. Not in Jumanji, man. Like, not Jumanji. Uh, he's fine for for Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Actually, like Fast and the Furious is for him. Yeah. <laughs> he works there. Like, like his his character in Fast and Furious works. Van Diesel's not Oscar winning. No, he shouldn't. Uh-huh. He shouldn't push it. No. Uh-uh. So yeah, John Cena's gonna be in Fast and the Furious. He he comes up as. Ben Diesel's brother. Yeah. <laughs> Roman Reigns is the Rock's brother. He's actually his real cousin. Yeah. Life, it's, his, it's his cousin. I don't yeah. Know if he's his brother or something. No, they they cousins. They cousins. Yeah. But and he shows up in Hobbs and Shaw. Roman Reigns with all his tribe cousins because of this damn tattoo yeah. thing they got going on. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. It's very. I want to see how the whole John and. 
Van Diesel thing works. I mean, the, the one thing I hate though about the 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 the, the, the narrative of Fast and Furious, they lost the plot after Fast and Furious Seven. Yeah. Because and then they're just making up. Now they're just shit. making up shit. How can Vin Diesel all of a sudden have a long lost brother that nobody knew about? <laughs> I don't, like, where was he the whole time? Where was he the whole time? happening? All the funerals, things. you know what I'm saying? Mia having two children, Paul <laughs> dying with Mia's boyfriend. You know, all of the things that has transpired out of his entire Fast and Furious, they decide to show us that he has a brother towards... I think they're showing this, they like following the same storyline as wrestling now. They're just like, oh, no, man. Kane just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> John Cena comes out of nowhere. No, 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 no. They must stop it. Because, like... Which one is your best? Which was your favorite Fast and the Furious? Five had the most action. Yeah. The first one I watched was Too Fast, Too Furious, so second one. I like that one and the first one. The first, first one, mm-hmm. second one, and the fifth one. I like the first, Tokyo Drift. I like Tokyo Drift. And I really like six. I liked six. I was like five when Tokyo Drift came out. I'm like, I liked five a lot, here? man. Like, why is everyone there was Japanese? There's just something. And exactly. <laughs> why is everyone. And also, where's the rest of the crew? They see Bow Wow there. And it's like, okay. But I really enjoyed five the most. I think that's like, yeah, they brought like everyone in. They brought everyone like, in. There was much more action. Like, there was a lot happening. I enjoyed five. Mm. I also enjoyed the character growth of Van Diesel though throughout from one to Did he really have a character arc? He did a little yeah. bit. But it, his character arc grew with Paul's. Yeah. He remember he didn't like Paul. Yeah. He didn't trust Paul. Yeah. But Paul ended up being that one person he trusted the most with everything. Yeah. yeah, Brian. 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 Mm. So, to an extent where he felt like Brian has to leave that whole gangster life and the cards and to be with his family, you know? Yeah. So, I feel like that's where his character grew. But in every other part, no. Yeah. No. And also, being able to come together with his enemies. Yeah, he. I, I, I don't, I don't think really you should even look that. into it. I think the writers are just trying to find new ways to keep the story going. <laughs> they should have just finished it after Paul died, honestly. Yeah. They should have just left it. Because it's not the same. It's about the paper. It's about the paper now. And also, like, are they even, are they even making paper? Definitely. No, people still go to watch it. No, I still watch it, shit. Yeah. I still watch yeah, it. Yeah, you get people like you going to watch I it. I still watch it. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll ever stop. If you, if, I feel like it's, it goes back to loyalty. You know if you've been watching something. Now so for me, like watching TV and things, it's just like, should I invest my time in this? <laughs> like, there's so many good shows that like, I don't know whether I should watch it or not. You know, you know what I do? I give myself three episodes. Oh. Uh, Three episodes first to determine am I going to watch all of the seasons or not. Mm. If I can get through three episodes, I'm definitely gonna watch all When the I look for TV shows now, I just look for like the shortest seasons. Oh wow. But most entertaining like yeah. most I get you, most entertaining but short seasons. Yeah. I wanna watch from you see how to get away with murder by Viola Davis. I, I never watched it but I know. Really? Like, yeah. I also never watched it. I'm starting from season one and it's six seasons. Yeah. How many episodes? I don't know. I don't know. I want to do that in the festive season. I don't think I can start it now. Probably do it like December. Have you watched The Boys? Mm-mm. That's a really good TV show. Really? <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's like a superhero show, mm-hmm. but it was it's based on a comic book series, mm-hmm. but it's not Marvel or DC, some other thing. Oh damn! So the like the superheroes are basically the Justice League, but they're mm-hmm. all corrupt. Wow. It's the seven like Superman is home. It's like Homelander. He's like a, the biggest dick ever. Oh, like if someone had that power, mm-hmm. like I saw this other video. They're like comparing it to the Greek gods, because if you look at the stories of Greek gods, they're yeah. like all like the biggest dicks. They like didn't care about anyone. They had the power to do anything. And I think if people had powers in real life, they'd be like that. Obviously, the the Flash sure. is like a killer. 
um, one of whom is an alcoholic, Aquaman's a rapist. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Aquaman's a rapist. And like, they work for this pharmaceutical company, so it's like, almost a satire in real life, like how you know, like how we are all obsessed with superhero culture, like mm -hmm. kids go to buy things, like, they like show that in the series, but they like, it's like if you, because they say you should never meet your idol, because they're most probably going to be a dick. That's not the saying, but they're most probably going to be a dick. Really? Yeah. You reckon? I think most people are. I think we're all dicks, man. But... We're all dicks on the wrong day. Yeah. <laughs> and there's those dicks who are just born natural dicks. Mm. So, so I would say, that was like if my idol was a dick to me. Shit. Who's your idol? Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Yeah. Oh, he does, he does, does, uh, does cross-dress. He does not look like an egg. He really? cross-dressed because, <laughs> hey, it makes money, man. But he, he, he... But there's this big thing in Hollywood. They say that in order for black people to make it big in America, mm -hmm. they have to dress up in a lady's dress. Mm. And that goes, because that goes back to like the slavery times. Mm. They said the way to embarrass a man is to emasculate them, oh, dress true. them up as a woman. So, if you look, Wesley Snipes, oh, Eddie Murphy, he, Tyler Perry, Tyler, but he enjoys it. Yeah, he it does. doesn't differ. He, really does. um, he makes a Martin comic. Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Oh my God. That's why I respect Dave Chappelle. Because um, Dave Chappelle's a goat of comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, he was even like, he decided to turn down, I think it was $3 million just to like take a break because is tired of the job yeah. but so they wanted him to dress up in a dress and he said no so they gave him a script they're like okay we need you to do this and he's like no nah, i'm not gonna do that then they're like we can't change the script it's too late he's like no nah, i just i can be funny without having to be in a dress mm. just give me something to say and i'll say it then they're like nah then he's like okay i'm not gonna do it then they came back with the director and the writer came back with another script and said okay good to go so like in just in like five minutes, mm. they like just change it up. He's things he stay true to himself. That's what I like. Yeah. He, he's like, listen, I'm not going to change who I am just to make sure that the system that you have for everybody else continues. Yeah. So because Martin Lawrence and all these people, even though Tyler Perry enjoys it, but he's stuck to that system. Mm. He could have been who he is without Medea. I don't think so. You don't think so. He's I mean, not, he wouldn't be the man he is without the dress. Yes, true. <laughs> he wouldn't be the man he is without the dress, but he'd still be the man. I say this because watch other movies where Medea is not in. But I think he needed to be Medea before he could be the other. Tyler Perry. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, he did, definitely, because everybody likes Medea. Mm. And then also the whole illusion of Medea, Tyler Perry's dad, and Tyler Perry being in one movie. One but Eddie Murphy made that like it was Nazi professor. I was about like, to say that. Played, like everyone. The whole family as as yeah, I know. Eddie Murphy is such a he, like he's so talented. In the eighties, he was like the like everyone wanted to be him. Where is he now? What is he doing? He's making a he made a comeback. Uh, he acted in as Dolomite. Dolomite was like. This pimpish guy. He wasn't a pimp, but he, like he basic character of a pimp. He used to make music and mm -hmm. things in the seventies. Yeah. And then he financed his own movie. Okay. Like, like he bought up like a or he rented it. Like there's like a abandoned mm -hmm. building. So he made that like his production studio, and then like apparently like they didn't want to like show the movies and things, so he just like rented to like a local. I think it was was it Harlem or somewhere. Mm -hmm. It was back in the seventies. So after that, the movie became like a cult classic, and then he like became famous and things. Hmm. But they say that one of his friends said that when um, he was going downhill, he asked Eddie Murphy to put him in one of his movies when Eddie Murphy was growing up, and Eddie Murphy like rejected him. Now when Eddie Murphy wants to make a comeback, he's playing the same guy in a movie. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Tick for tat, hey? <laughs> do me how you do, do me how I did you. Uh, I like I like Eddie Murphy, but he just disappeared. It's like Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence just disa disappeared off of like Bad Boys too. 
Yeah, he also, but he came back for Bad Boy 3. Yeah, but he's so big, you can tell that he's old, like... He's put on his fat now. Yeah, right? he's put on a lot of weight. But he's old, it's fine, it's understandable. Mm-hmm. Everybody gains some weight, man. Mm-hmm. But, like, also him, he just... He disappeared, you know? The show Martin was nice. Mm-hmm. It was... Yeah, yeah. It was really, really good. I could watch it till today. I think they still showed sometimes. Yeah, they still showed sometimes. And what else did he act in? Acted in quite a few. Really? Ooh, Blue Streak. That's nice. Yeah. But he's not like Will Smith, though. Yeah. yeah. No one's Will Smith. No one will never be Will Smith. <laughs> no one will be Will Smith. I mean, Will Smith is still great even now. Yeah. And then he retired, then came back to shoot Bad Boys 3. Yeah. His family is crazy. He's. His family. But they are ahead I, of time. I like their family. I like the way they, they have this the sense of structure I, for some odd reason i would like to raise and have my family be like that for some odd reason there's something that is well balanced with them you know like the way they communicate the way they even even in themselves even that entanglement entanglement issue yeah like even the entanglement issue. any other family would have gotten entangled super entangled they unwind themselves they, they fix it on their own they're like yo we're gonna take this to the red table and we're gonna speak and that's exactly what they did how how we perceived it as the people excuse me shouldn't even matter that's why i say they are ahead of their time even Jaden, he's weird as fuck but like dressing up as oh like in women's clothes and things but like i think that's gonna be how kids are gonna be in the next 50 years exactly and it's gonna be okay no one's gonna be like oh my gosh he dresses in girl clothes he's gay no, it's going to be like, okay, you can actually wear girls' clothes and look nice. I mean, look at the daughter. Look, Willow, Willow's 18 or how old? 18, 18, 19, right about there. But she is, she's so mature. You would yeah. swear that she's like 28 or something. Like her mind, like, I could just imagine the kind of conversations I would have with her as someone of around about her age. You find that she can't even have those kind of conversations with her friends. Yeah. I mean, if she can sit in a table with well-established, grown, very well-experienced women and still be able to comment in the way that she comments, that says a lot about the kind of people that raised her. Mm. If you watch the Red Table Talk, you could actually, that's how you tell, like, they've had conversations with, about various things, racism, polyandry relationships. She even sat in a, in a table with her parents where they used to speak about the, where their relationship was at the end. And she sat and she commented and she listened. And I, she was such, she's wise. Yeah. She's super wise. And I like the way that they, they raise their children. And I like the way that they make their relationship work amongst each other. It's like, okay, hey, children, we are in the limelight. Everybody's going to know our business. You got into a situation with somebody that we all know, including her husband, that they led August into their family. Yeah. You know, where there was even a segment where she did a show in the show where August, because uh, August was an, he's addicted to pills. Um, I think it's, what's, I don't know what pill it is. Yeah, but he was addicted to pills. And Will's sister was also an addict. And um, Jada's mom is also an, an addict. That's Hollywood. That's Hollywood, yeah. I mean, who isn't an addict in Hollywood? So, it's like you let this person into our family and then end up having an affair with this person. That is kind of fucked up. It is kind of fucked up. It's not even kind of. It's not even kind of. It is fucked up. Because, like, the way they made it seem, this person was basically family. Mm. You know? It's like a son. He's like a son almost. And wasn't he friends? Isn't that how he got into the family? Like friends with Jaden? Yeah, and then J- Jaden's like, no, she decided to take him like, out. Imagine, like, imagine being Jaden, like, your friend's fucking your mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So the whole situation was fucked up, but the way they handled it, man, like, was gracefully. Yeah. Nobody's they're open minded. They're open minded. And I think that's what. That's the problem with a lot of people, like, they don't see, they don't try to look at things from different perspectives. And that just hinders themselves in the process. That's very true. Like, being open-minded has, 
you don't have to be too too open-minded but you also got to remember that people prefer to do things the way they want to do them yeah so if they're going to have an open marriage and cheat on each other and still come back and love each other back at home yo that's them i mean if it works for them who are we to judge I, it also goes back to us as people we like to judge judge and also we like to inf- inflict our beliefs and systems and plans onto other people yeah it doesn't mean if it works for me it's going to work for you and sometimes things that you yourself has not like people like talk from their mistakes they try to like exactly. say okay we i didn't do this but you should do that exactly you get what i'm saying doesn't mean if you have a system and how things work means that if you give me your system and i try it it's going to work for me yeah we need to be respectful of everybody's choices so if someone's going to be in an open relationship and be in love with more than three people we shouldn't say shit about it yeah cuz just like even the whole concept of marriage is mm. like and I, I was going to you about this before what is your take on marriage let's hear your take is it something that you you'd want to do or i think probably i'm going to yeah probably yes <laughs> like everyone ends up doing that yeah. but the weird thing about marriage is that like in almost every society like every culture there's mm-hmm. been something like there's been marriage like, yeah and it's gone back since the beginning of time like probably the caveman time mm-hmm. like they probably probably just listen like rape women and things <laughs> yeah. and they're like okay no so there's much, too much conflict yeah, yeah you like you can have this woman you have this yeah yeah and then that's how and like everywhere you go there's always that so and it's just crazy but like marriage today i think it should be like contracts mm. like you're going to so you want... you're going to fall out of you're going to fall out of love like eventually so maybe like have like a four year thing i honestly believe that people do fall out of love like if they ever to get married i think do they like think lose love, a spark or something love dies so wait you saying so so they oh, they get too used to the other person they like i could believe that a spark dies but i don't think the love dies i mean a spark is something you can regain you can get it back it's like fire you know mm-hmm. fire goes off then you put a little fire light on it some oil whatever the works switch it on again for well for me controversially speaking as a girl i'm expected to be married i think for like women especially it's but now it's changing yeah so it's, like that's changing this feminism me too thing mm-hmm. it's just it's i don't think but women have a lot of power especially when it comes to divorce like mm-hmm. you see dr dre yes his wife wants she wants the two minute i don't know it's a, and she wants the the brand yeah like, she wants she wants a whole lot of money and here's the thing she's going to get it she's going to get it one thing but they like she showed like everything she spends on a month she spends like a million dollars a month on and shoes and he has to give her all that money here's the thing about women we know our power right and our power is the minute we ask for a divorce say it again our power is when we ask for a divorce especially that's why i'm not going to get a prenup yes, i'm going to get a prenup but a prenup yeah. has has a clause what if you get a smart woman that says if you cheat on me i take off your shit now isn't prenup make sure that you do not share assets yes but let's say she puts a clause in the prenup and says if you cheat on me i get half your shit that's fucked up <laughs> yeah and that's what most people do yeah yeah from well ideally i want to i want to get married i want to have the whole marriage husband children kind of life but it's not it's not a it's not an achievement for me you know marriage is not something i'd say i need to get it yeah it's not a luxury share I was watching a video by Shay she's like um a man is not a necessity a man is like dessert dessert is nice and sweet you know but it's not something that you always need to have you can still go to dinner eat your meal and not have dessert 
So that's my take with marriage. I can be with somebody and we'll have the entire life that we want. It's just out the ring and the license and the whole you're my husband, I'm your wife thing. It, it, it's just society puts so much pressure, especially when you're a woman. Like at 25, they expect you to be getting married or something, a sense of movement. Like, for instance, my dad last week said that I should be at a place where I should be introducing a guy over, given that I'm like 23, like, no, this is the guy I'm seeing, this guy potentially dating. So it's like, okay, because I'm 23, I must be in a relationship and be serious. What if I don't want one, you know? And you have been in like long relationships I've been before. in, yeah, I've been in long and relationships. And it hasn't worked out. Exactly. That's why you are I've been in now. long relationships before. I've tried it. Now I'm chilling. It's not that, it, it, it's not, relationships and love and marriage are not things that should be rushed into. That's why you get people who get, who get married for a year and next minute they're divorcing the following year. Because they always rush into the whole thing. You don't, like, you don't have to rush into stuff. like. And there's also, so many people in the world. Like, we only in Pretoria. Like, there's just like a small... Like, exactly. There's South Africa, there's Africa, there's you know the saying? world. There's, it's, it's bigger. I like, mean, what if... The, and the world is so big and there's so many things you should do. What if you're going to meet your husband or your wife that lives maybe in like Italy or something like that and everybody's saying no... Get married here in Victoria. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not a thing. Like, marriage is beautiful. Love is beautiful. But we also need to respect that love and marriage and all these things. If someone is not ready for them, they're not. Do you believe in soulmates? I do. But I feel like, and I believe in soulmates, but soulmates don't have to be romantic. Okay. Yeah. Soulmates can be friends. I think that's what Jada and Will are. They're yeah. So, they like have a... Mm. Uh, understanding with each other yeah. that goes beyond just sex. Yeah, it's soulmates can be in the form of friends, can be in forms of love, can be in forms of sex. I feel like it, it's it's broadened the whole soulmate thing. You know, your soulmate doesn't have to be somebody that you're gonna spend the rest of your life with. Shit, your soulmate can be your cousin, and you don't even know. In sense of the kind of connection you guys have as yeah. family. So, you know, that's how I used to think soulmates is just someone that I'm going to spend my soul. Until I got older and I realized that it's not even, it's not like that. It's, it's bigger. It's different. Yeah. And that, that's exactly But I think right. the idea of having it in like, seeing it in a way of love and it's, it's idealistic. It is. Like I've heard before, and, and I think it is true, like pretty women and rich men are almost the same. Oh. They both have that insecurity. Yeah. So, okay, so you're a young girl, you're like pretty and things. Until how long? Mm-hmm. Because beauty face. Are the guys in for you, uh, going for you because of your looks or, your or who you are? Yeah. When you're rich, are the oh, chicks coming to, for to you, you for, for your money, money or who you are? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it, it's always going to be like that. Because here's the thing about beauty, about beauty, beauty face. Yeah. You don't remain beautiful forever. Even if you get older, you're still trying to make it work. You can tell women, the small crap. Do you remember when we were talking about J-Lo and all these people yeah. and how they also look so beautiful? And then we're like, you know, man, you were like, nah, man, they're doing something. Definitely, definitely. Like, like you see a 50-year-old. Looking, normal 50-year-old, and then yeah. you look at them who's 50. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Definitely, it has to be. It cosmic. has to be. So beautiful face. And what happens, it's like money, guys. If you're rich, hopefully you're rich forever. But also richness, it comes and goes. Today you're rich, tomorrow you're bankrupt. Mm. How many millionaires and billionaires have been bankrupt in their lifetimes? Almost all of them. Almost all of them. And it's not even once. They've probably been bankrupt more than once. Yeah. So it's like at the end of the day, it goes by also connection, you know? You know when you meet someone, there's... It's, it's there, there's, it's like there's this, I believe in spark and connection, you know? So when you're just talking to someone and things just work fully, there's no sense of, you don't even have to be intimate, it's just, just click. So I guess it works like that with also rich people and beautiful people. I guess so. 
it, it has to work because then beautiful people won't be with anybody if they think that everybody's going to be with them for the Do you think anyone is really secure? No. I don't. And what do you think about that, is it? Like I don't think everybody. I don't think them. that's a good thing. It shouldn't be. I think it it depends. It could be a good thing that you're not secure and it should be. It could be a bad thing that you're not secure. It's a, it's a bad thing when your insecurities start to get the better. Yeah. Where you don't totally believe in yourself or any sort of attributes you bring to the world, to the table, where you start questioning your purpose, your reasons, your skills, your whatever, then it's bad. It's good when it doesn't... You don't take things for granted. You get what I'm saying? And you don't become an asshole about the things you've been at or any of that. You don't be like, oh, I'm a good editor. I don't need to, like, take silly jobs. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It, 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 it's, it's, it's good because it can put you on your feet. You know, it can always make you be the better person. The better you all the time. Yeah. I was just thinking the other day, like, imagine if everyone, like, had trust as a priority. Mm. But even that, in order to be trust, trust, now, in order to trust, mm-hmm. you have to have some level of distrust. Yes. Because you have to doubt, like, uh, can I trust this? Pro- yeah. Are they going to do good? Will they not fuck up? Like, I don't think anyone, like, you'd love a person, like, to death, but... Not trust you, them. You cannot trust anyone 100%. You can never trust anyone 100%, including yourself. That's true. Because you don't know the kind of capabilities you have. Mm. It's also, it goes back to also self-awareness. No, you listen to people who be like, me, I know who I am. I know everything about myself. I, I know who I am. And I believe that's 100% bullshit. Yeah. We learn about ourselves every single day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we learn about ourselves every single day. It doesn't change. Self-awareness is a, a, like a whole system that ends probably even in our graves. So don't ever let anyone tell you that they fully know who they are. Okay, guys, that's a wrap for today. Um, we're probably going to continue this podcast at a later time. But peace.